Today, I'm pleased to welcome to the program Peter Croza, a good friend of mine and an active insurance claims adjuster who works closely with the restoration industry. Peter, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for giving up some of your valuable time. I know recently you've been working on hurricane claims and all kinds of issues that are relevant to what you do. So appreciate your time. It's you and I, Peter, have had conversations about the changing landscape of disaster restoration. And recently you said something to me I found interesting. Uh, you know, we're talking about doing our restoration strategies workshops in 2023. And one important thing to think about is the hostility in the industry. You mentioned it's a hostile environment getting more so as time goes on. Why is that? No, I'm not sure why. Um, about 25 or 30 years ago, when I first wrote my book about soft-selling hardened claims adjusters, it was a time where you still could build relationships. And somehow, and, and probably what this has to do with is the proliferation of a, estimating software. Because prior to that, adjusters had to depend on contractors for pricing. And then the, back around the mid-70s, they got the idea that you could break things down into unit costs. Uh, and so they started paying attention to unit costs as to doing repairs, you know, things by square footage, lineal foot, and so on. And then, you know, with the computer age, it got to be that you could do all this stuff with uh, computerized estimating programs. So adjusters sort of became experts at uh, the contracting business. And the, it put them in a position to challenge what was being done. And I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. Were contractors being too greedy and therefore adjusters pushed back? Or were insurance companies starting to deny things that they should, should previously had paid and contractors getting hostile. So, so what has happened? And, and Florida is a perfect example of that. Boy, it's the wild, wild west in Florida. It really is. As I told you before, Florida represents, in terms of homeowner insurance policies in the nation, about 15% of all the homeowners' policies are written in Florida. But about 80% of the lawsuits emanating from homeowners' insurance happen in Florida to give you an idea of the hostility here. Public adjusters on every corner, lawyers ready to back them up, and, and, and the AOB was, uh, was a substantial tool that they used in their favor against the insurance industry. By the same token, I've seen some insurance companies that I would not work for because I don't like their level of integrity. And sometimes that word integrity is in the name of the insurance company and they have none. So um, you got to wonder uh, who started this fight, but it is a fight. It has become that. There are even groups in South Florida, groups of contractors that are rabid and, and they have their meetings and they're anti-insurance and really are forming together to com combat the trend. And then you know what's happening with the RIA, uh, with uh, Ed Cross and that uh, that group, which is, is a very sound, intelligent way to go against the insurance industry. There's a couple of things they're doing that are brilliant, actually. But um, it's a shootout. Right now, it's a shootout. Now, I'll tell you the areas where it's the worst of all. First of all, 
it's residential, mostly in residential claims. That's where the big fights are happening. Residential insurance, homeowners insurance. And the greatest volume of claim emanates from water, water that overflows from water heater back up through sewers and so on and so forth. Um, and so water mitigation is the big bone of contention. And I think that's that's the big area. And of course, roof to some extent, because, uh, you know, the insurance industry is pushing back on giving people new roofs where they had crummy roofs or partially aged roofs and so on. So, th so there is that issue. Peter, thank you for that. You know, I know I've known you many years. We've worked together and I know you're reasonable as an adjuster. And I have to think you're reasonable when you deal with contractors. That's a simple way of doing business. Why are you different from some of your peers? Well, wow, that's a big, profound philosophical question. But I just, you know, I follow the golden rule. We know what that is. Um, treat people like you'd like to be treated. And I try to be fair. Uh, and plenty of adjusters are that way. They just have, they don't understand their own bias. Sometimes adjusters have their own bias and they don't even realize it that they lean in favor of the insurance company whenever they can. I know some adjusters that go on a claim and they don't think they owe anything until policy language forces them to pay something on this, this claim. And that's their approach uh, versus an approach where I'm coming to help you as much as I can, according to the policy language. There is a difference in attitude. Now, I noticed something just recently in the uh, hurricane scenario in Fort Myers, right? Everybody down there is a stormtrooper, is a cat adjuster, or adjusters who work very large losses in catastrophic situations. They're very sympathetic because everybody has suffered a loss not of their own doing, but it's a force of nature. And the the uh, cat adjusters who who are basically they'll come down with a handful, a suitcase full of assignments, maybe fifty to hundred assignments, one guy, and so he'll be working an entire region. He's, he's writing him up quick. He's being very liberal and generous because he doesn't want to have to be called back for a supplement or anything like that. So getting back to the point of catastrophic scenarios, adjusters recognize that people have been victimized by a force of nature and they try to be helpful. Their entire disposition and demeanor is very different from, let's say, what we call daily claims, where you've got the Widow Brown or the Widow Brown's uh, claims conscious son-in-law and his claim and that type of thing where they want more than they're entitled to and adjusters come in like this and that's how that relationship starts off. Okay. You know, from someone looking from the outside in, maybe a third party like a mediator, is a solution to bringing everyone together to get things done an easy or simple one? It seems like it should be. Well, yeah, yeah, you would think so. But <clears throat> the reality is, is that some there is some element of uh, larceny out there. There are people that operate on the felonious principle, and <clears throat> they really are into ripping somebody off. And there is the attitude that the insurance companies are rich. Um, the average, you know, they've, they've done consumer research and most people think that the insurance company is biased against the policyholder. The insurance company is getting rich and so on. And that's why juries sometimes are willing to uh, give 
uh, and award incredible amounts of uh, verdicts, financial verdicts against the insurance industry, because the concept is that they're, they're very rich, very, very rich and powerful. So, um, you know, a third party mediator, I mean, we have built into the insurance policy something called the appraisal clause, which is in every property policy. And it basically says the insurer is saying, if you, Mr. Policyholder, and we, the insurance company, disagree, we can invoke the appraisal clause and bring in some arbitrators and so on and go through that process and find someone to umpire and decide which estimate is allowable and so on and so forth. So there is that process. But in Florida, it's not the end of the road because people have gone to litigating over that process. So they supersede whatever happens in the appraisal clause to try to get it quashed or to try and, and uh, um, you know, illegitimize it somehow so that they can go to trial and go before a jury and let a jury decide. Mm-hmm. You know, Peter, I've heard you refer to those who suffer a loss as the poor widow Brown many times. You, that's your favorite name, I think. I like it. Yeah, but well, because she's she's the weakest uh, chain exactly. uh, link in the chain, right? She's helpless, harmless, has a little home she's been in for 30 or 40 years, has no one to speak up for her and pays her premiums every year and then has a loss and then might get dumped on and and contractor recognizes that and may try to help her in spite of lack of proper coverage in the insurance policy. That's who we refer to as the Widow Brown. Yeah, Widow Brown. Um, We'll talk about the Widow Brown in detail at Restoration Strategies. I'm sure the insurance company may not humanize the Widow Brown, but the restoration contractor does. You just mentioned that. Can the, how can a restoration contractor be the Widow Brown's advocate and still remain professional and still work with insurance companies and still get paid, but take her side? What do you think? Yeah, the, the problem is, um, <clears throat> you know, what I encourage is that a, a contractor has to get the adjuster on his side. And you don't do that by defending the Widow Brown against the adjuster. Now you're like this. Okay. You just, you, you know, and adjusters can kill you with passive aggression. They know how to send the check 300 miles away with your name not on it. And, uh, and then say, oh, well, I ordered it a certain way. It didn't come out that way. You know, they just know how to beat you up with passive aggression. You need to work with the adjuster. You can use the Widow Brown as an objective and as a goal. We want to take care of the Widow Brown. And, of course, the adjuster will say that as well. But he's not going to give her a penny more than what the insurance policy affords. Makes sense. Well, Peter, there's so much more to talk about, but we're about out of time. Um, I value what you shared and the industry does as well. But let's all see what we can do to help the poor Widow Brown in the future. Agreed. There is a methodology to doing that. There is a methodology you can learn how to win with adjusters. You can learn how to build that relationship and how to get on the the adjuster's good side without losing the farm. It can be done. ISSA's media brands are the voice of the cleaning industry. From our websites to our daily news feeds. From ISSA TV, the ISSA YouTube channel, 
interview programs such as Straight Talk and our flagship print and digital publications. ISSA's media brands keep you informed on the most relevant content impacting your business or organization. Access our resources at issa.com media.